Hey guys. Hi. Um, they Hi. all died. They all died. Damn. Okay. Well, uh, I guess I died it's just twice. A, you know, I guess it's just a campaign in hell. Then, right? Is that where we go? We just go to the yeah. abyss. Well, I mean, so the cool part about saying like saying like um, starting it off with like a, a a dramatic battle where like all your players are dead is that you could have a um, an entity show up and offer them in exchange for bringing them back to life service. You can send them to hell. You can send them to heaven. Oh, you can send them to heaven and have them cause havoc. Or um, you could have them, uh, I don't know, teleport into other people's bodies, um, keep reliving, like, a cycle over and over of, like, <laughs> death and rebirth of the same situation. And yeah. for those of the, uh, for those of you who don't know, we're doing this episode on <laughs> how to start a campaign or one shot. Yeah. That was the best intro ever. He died. He I died. Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was great. Okay. Yeah, that was great. Moving on. <laughs> um, so yeah, like Thorne said, you know, uh, everyone ha- who has ever played any tabletop role playing game that deals with fantasy, you know, not necessarily like I can't remember meeting in a tavern when we played Marvel RPG, but we met in a bar, I think. Oh, I did. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's it's a similar thing. We've all started in a tavern. We've all met each other um through drinks and maybe a tavern brawl which can be fun i mean they all have their place and those are very simple uh tropes to uh to use and utilize especially for newer uh story weavers if you don't know precisely how to start and there most of the the modules that i can remember off the top of my head they either start at a tavern or they start with a quest giver coming up to the party. And so the only role of the party is to come up with some backstory of why are we together? But there are plenty of other ways. I mean, we just went through what, like seven of just they died and you're in hell or the abyss or the astral plane or heaven or Mechanis or go back to the Feywild or any number of warlocky patrony nonsense uh, that you can think of. Um, so we're just kind of going to go around and talk about different scenarios and we'll kind of nitpick each other about scenarios. Uh, I think that'll be really fun. The one that I want to do so bad, uh, and I will probably do it in arc four, is a nautical campaign that starts off with the party waking up in the the hold of the ship. And you know, just explaining, you know, you hear uh, the waves crashing against the hull and suddenly a a blood curdling scream happens or you hear uh, the lookout yell sail, something like that, where you have to wake up from your from your slumber and move to the deck of the ship and then see whatever the problem is. And there's always, you know, it's either going to be land ho or it's going to be cannon or it's going to be sails on the on the horizon something is happening that is waking you up and go what do you do no i i did i did one that was kind of similar uh in world of darkness where i had them wake up in mental hospital not remember who they were which actually led to some really good rp it it was really kind of intense because nobody knew anything and so that was fun but one that uh brian actually did for us was was he uh it was answering a uh, town crier yes. for adventures wanted. So nice. different towns, everybody's traveling from different towns. They meet up for, you know, an adventure to 
was in our case, it was to go to explore some uh, tombs. So, yeah, I mean, I thought that was unique and I liked it. So, yeah, I um, I kind of liked the way I started off the um, when we were doing the the Ravenloft campaigns mm-hmm. where everybody was in the carnival in the circus. Yes, that was cool. And like every and I I ran two separate, so I was running two separate campaigns, and I had two different intros, but they took place on the same day. So like you had people crossing each other who weren't in the same campaign <laughs> with one another. And it was, I thought it was kind of cool. Like everybody had their own little part to play in the, in the carnival. And then they were all tasked with like a mission or something to do. So. I miss that character so much. Right. That, that character was so much fun to play. Yeah. And Raven's uh, coffee mancer. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, they're like that. That was that was definitely fun, and I think if you are a more experienced uh, story weaver or just have the knack for it and can keep control of two stories, if you have a bunch of friends that can do that and they're willing to maybe show up for different weeks, or you guys meet up every week and it's the same group of six people, but you have two characters, that can be loads of fun to do something like bone daddy did where we have two separate episodes, quote unquote of the same day and just see what happens based off of what happened in that first session. You know, the first step first session happens and all hell breaks loose. Somebody lights a tent on fire. And then the second session, they get to react on the other side of the campaign or the, the, or the compound or carnival, whatever. And they see in the distance that the tent light on fire and they have to react. However, they're going to react. Yeah. Our, our two parties were so different. Yes. They were so different. I was in one and then Illidine Raven was in the other way different. And I think I was part of the reason. I mean, why would everybody follow a crazy person who admittedly was crazy? I mean, how else do you do you do things? I mean, that that's a start to a campaign right off the bat. You know, you could do a um, uh, not necessarily a quest giver, but just do an old man walking into the forest. I did that as a, a small one shot uh, as a hey, a couple of our players were, were missing, uh, but we still want to play. And I just made a small like, I guess, red herring type story. And just had the party go off to the side, following this old man for a while, um, and it it can be really fun, you know. I mean, you there are a lot of things. I think this might be one of our shorter episodes because we it, it's either it's going to be the shortest episode that we have, or it's going to be our longest because there's just thousands of ideas to start with, and you know, going off of. Uh, Thorn talking about Brian and his uh, um, the town crier. I saw on a TikTok. I was trying to find the username earlier. I'll I'll have to put it in the comments. Um, but there was a a TikToker that has a a gaming room that is just set up for D anD D, and behind the dungeon master's chair there is a cork board that he, uh, he or she puts bounties up on the wall for the players to come in look at it and go, Oh, I want to do that today. And I think that's just awesome that it's immersive. You get to pick your, your adventure kind of thing. And it's easy for the dungeon master because the dungeon master, you know, just thinks of those stories, writes them down on a sticky note, whatever pops it on the, the, the bulletin board. 
And then later on down the road, if they get to choose the adventure, you're not sitting there trying to go, okay, I've given you 10 plot hooks and you haven't followed a single one of them. Where do you want to go? (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like you could do different things, same town, maybe uh, have a couple of characters already know each other. Maybe they're looking in a, a magic shop or a weapon shop and they walk outside and they walk into the middle of a cat chase, you know, a mouse chase where you got the cat and mouse where the, the maybe the guards are chasing a couple other characters away. And, you know, you just see what, where it takes them. Don't tell them it's the other characters. Just see what they do. Maybe they help the, the guards. Maybe they don't. It depends on the party really, but there's a lot of fun that could come out of that too, because you could either, you know, catch them, figure out that they're not supposed to be caught and then have to break them out of prison, which again, another plot hook, a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got another one, Bone Daddy? Um, let's see. I still like the idea of um, having to, um, uh, like, uh, oh, one, one of my favorite plot that I wrote, I'm skipping what I was actually going to say. One of my favorite plot, <laughs> plot hooks that I wrote down once was having everybody play like a spellcaster of some sort. And they're all, um, they all meet because they're all looking for the same entity that's been giving them like magic. And it's like the, it's the same person. It's just been like giving random people magic. And that's why not have, why not have the individuals be whatever they want and they're going after the same treasure. That's true. Like maybe they just meet up literally in the treasure room. Oh, they're like, this was just started off as like, well, this was an awkward day for everyone. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> I I did see one uh, that you you have your level one characters and then you you have your players level up your characters to level twenty, and then they start with the level twenty character fighting the actual BBEG and clearly just lose, just whatever, demolish all the level twenties. It doesn't matter. You you make them lose. And then they wake up as their level one characters and they, they have, they've all had this shared dream sequence of fighting and they talk about it. And they, you know, talk about like, Hey, do you, do you know this person? You know, and maybe one of the players knows who the BBEG was or has heard a story about the BBEG and just now you start your campaign, but you've already seen this battle and, you know, you had the nightmare of failing. Now you have to turn the tables. I mean, how, how about this? Take it, take it back when they were children. They all heard the story of these great adventurers, right? And they're all from different walks of life. Make any character, race, whatever you want. And they grew up hearing these stories about these great adventurers. And when they found these adventurers died fighting the God or whatever. And all of them leave on a quest to find the area where they, this, uh, this party, this group of heroes died to pay respects, see if there's any treasure, see if there's anything there. And if they got time, and if you can do it, if you want to do it right, do one-on-ones for the finding of the, the, the treasure and have them all kind of come up individually within days apart, run into each other and just bond over that similar upbringing with these, the tales of these adventures and wanting to, take over and become the great adventures themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also, you know, doing something like that. You said the one-on-ones, we did something similar to that with, with Rick and, and Tara. Um, yes. And, you know, we, we talked back and forth about uh, a dream sequence. We did uh, 
a flashback type sequence of when the character's curse began and all of these different things that happen. And then I went to the other characters and I asked them about their backstory and things that we did one-on-ones and tried to figure out where, where everyone was going to meet and how they met. The other option is just telling the group, Hey, you guys feel like uh, doing a bounty hunter guild or a, um, uh, a craftsman's guild or a thieves guild. Great. You're all in the thieves guild. Um, this is your leader. Uh, you guys have been in the thieves guild for whatever, two years, three years, and you know, everyone because it's a, it's a fraternity of, of bros and go steal some shit and then start the campaign. So that way that there's, there's at least some kind of cohesive thing. Cause I think that that's something that is always the hardest to figure out is like, why, why is a kinder, a gnome, a human, an elf, and a mountain dwarf all chilling together who have no classes similar to each other. They all worship different gods and, in fact, have different world ideals than each other. So why in God's name is the chaotic evil dwarf working with this awesome, happy-go-lucky, chaotic, neutral kinder? Why? <laughs> that's the hardest thing to come up with. And so that's that is one thing about having something that where you're not starting in the tavern because the the tavern idea was always okay you, you see this dwarf at the table and you're just supposed to go walk up and talk to him and then decide to join a party together. I don't do that in my daily life. I don't go to a bar and be like, "Hey, you look like a cool guy. Uh we're friends now." I do that a lot at bars. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I mean, we make uh, friends, but you know, it's 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 not. We're not going out and you know having an adventure party and risking each other's lives after that. You know, it's a beers and maybe other things. <laughs> one of the other ones I thought of was um, you could have everyone going to a. Um, everybody has a curse, and they have to go to. They're going to a support group, and it turns out they all have like the same curse and they, <laughs> all, they all decided to, to stop the thing that gave them all the curse together. So they band Definitely. together and took on an adventure to stop it. See, I, I, I thought that when you said support group, I was like, are we, are we doing adventures anonymous? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello, my name's Thorn. And I'm an adventurer. <laughs> uh, hi, Thorn. The, the biggest... <laughs> The biggest thing of, 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 on everything is a common goal. If you give your players a common goal, they can meet on the trail for all that matters. As long as they have a common goal, nine times out of ten, they're going to stick together with it. And that gives it time for the party to, to grow cohesiveness. And, I mean, you can turn like somebody like when I was playing Rick and Tara. Tara didn't like anybody. But after everybody was around her for so long, it became family. You just have to get that common goal. In that case, it was the God goal. We were trying to stop it or at least trying to win it. So, I mean, common goal goes miles of about forming a party. Uh, and just as a, a quick interrupt, I did find the username of that TikToker that I was talking about with the bounties. Um, it's actually Battles and Brews podcast. Um, they have a, a TikTok and they have some awesome uh, like uh, TikTok videos of their of their game. He's got a really badass gaming studio. It's like bigger than my entire house. Um, so th- awesome setup, 
really nice uh, backdrop. And then, like I said, he's got that cork board with the bounties. Um, so check them out because they're cool. Um, and maybe we can get them on the podcast. Who knows? I'll have to message them. Yeah, message them. Shout out to Battles and Brews uh, podcast. Uh, I'm going to start listening. Give them a listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I did like that that bounty hunter idea or bounty idea. That's something that we're doing in, in Arc 3 uh, of our personal campaign is just uh, I, I made it hard on the players because I just told them, here is the world. Um, go about it however you want. And that's about as great as, you know, living in the real world and going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Yeah, they really don't. Um, so it's, it's just, you know, uh, Thorne ended up asking, uh, about a fixer. He, and he rolled to see if he had a fixer in the town and the fixer comes and brings him bounties every once in a while. And some of them he really, really hates, um, <laughs> but it's been some fun shenanigans. Oh yeah. And I, and one thing you have to do with your players is you have to play off of them. And what Elodine is really good at is let me throw in world ideas just off the cuff and it's worked out really well it's actually made for some really good rp it has and it, i mean it, it is nice uh and i guess we kind of take it for granted that the amount of uh experience that the three of us have but playing off of our friends especially especially when at least the three of us have had four drinks or more uh, and then the rest of the party, you know, like like Forrest is straight edge, never has a single drink. So he has the most rational ideas for the, the campaign and what to do with the party. But because we are all borderline belligerently drunk, we're like, nah, let's go over here. And I want to burn that dragon alive. It's a red dragon. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> it's like Cast fireball. <laughs> Like, uh, tell me the story of how you almost burned a dragon alive. Well, it was a stuffed animal, and uh, I cast fireball in the building. No, not a big deal. <laughs> nah, there was 30 people there. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Right, it's fine. <laughs> That's like collateral damage. <laughs> now, the best is when, when we get on a roll, and you just look over at Forrest, and his face is just like terror. Yeah, like borderline <laughs> crying. Like, guys, can we just stop? Or raven with blueberry her new character uh which i know we're getting on a tangent we'll come back to it we'll we'll get there but blueberry is this super chaotic fairy um little little pixie sized fairy and she meets a lachen and is like wow can you see through these eyes and just flies into the lachen's skull to see if it could see and poor thorn being the veteran player and knowing the way that I do Lachens, and he's just like, stop, no, stop, get, get the fairy out of the skull. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot of chaos. It's, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely been fun. Yeah. Uh, but let's do, let's just do our last, um, our last couple of ideas of starting campaigns. Um, Bone Daddy, you talked about they all died. Um, give us a, a, once we've been in, in the abyss, what are we doing? Oh, like once you've been in the abyss? Yeah. Once we, once we wake up, we died. And for whatever reason we are, we are in the abyss. 
Uh, or or hell, either one. I mean, you could take the Bronze City if you want nope. to. You guys are in heaven. You guys went okay. straight to, to, to the divine to the divine realm. Um, unfortunately, um, the divine realm has has uh, miscalculated your paperwork and can't seem to locate why you're here. And so while they're looking <laughs> at that, um, you all kind of wander around and end up falling deeper into the divine realm and getting into shenanigans there. Oh, that's amazing. That's a good one. Just <laughs> up and just meeting deities who are just like, stop what you're doing. <laughs> you, you literally have to sit in the waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> waiting it's just, room. It's that just reminds chairs. me. That reminds me of those like seven to ten episodes of Goku when he's on the fucking heaven dragon that he has to like run from end to end to to revive himself. It yeah. <laughs> it's just like, well, I mean, if you want to make it, um, you have three days. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thorn, what about you? What's what's an idea for starting a campaign or one shot? Well, uh there is God, there's so many. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I mean, one of my favorites, and I, it's it's one I've done before. It's not so much the tavern, but like an inn where you're all staying there, just separate places. Uh, and you have to bring in that that goal, that that common goal. So if it's not in the backstory, you got to put it in the current story. Mm-hmm. So it could be uh, waking up somewhere different. It could be. Uh, you know, you you see of something on the uh, like a an adventurer's board about it. You could see something. You could hear something from a town crier. Uh, greed is always a very, very good uh, goal for adventurers. Period. Usually me, because mm-hmm. my characters are almost always greedy. Yeah, because we we gotta like to buy things, and to buy things you need gold. So. Uh, the the bounty thing is a good idea. I mean, there's just so much you can do with so little. It doesn't have to be meeting in a tavern and get into a bar fight. Although there, that has its place too. Honestly, it does. Yeah. Because back in the day, that was every campaign. Oh, it yeah. really was. But and if you know, diversify it. That's all yeah. you got to do. And if you haven't done a bar brawl, you know, maybe your players have just either they've never played. Period or they're not familiar with that trope or they've played forever. And because everyone talks about, Hey, let's not do a tavern brawl. You've never done one. It is fun to do. And it's, it is fun. If like, you know, I was talking earlier about being in a thieves guild. If you guys are all just drinking at a table and having fun and a bar, a brawl breaks out around you. Well, now you have a chance to steal things. Now you can, do your stealth rolls while everyone is focused on the commotion and maybe you steal the, the, the coin purse from the table next to you, or you go to the back of the, of the bar to, uh, to see what's, what's in the store storeroom. Is there anything uh, of value there? Is it, it does the innkeeper or the tavern uh, keep sleep upstairs? Can you go upstairs and maybe he's got a, a wardrobe or a treasure chest, uh, at the end of his bed that he can, that he usually stores his ledger book. Can you, can you blackmail the tavern keep because his ledger isn't quite up to par with the state? I mean, you could just keep going. Uh, especially if you, if you read or watch a lot of movies, uh, and 
you know, see a lot of stories and you can steal different plot hooks, you can combine a bunch of different plot hooks together. Look at Skyrim. If you ever have played Skyrim or any open world type game like that, and if your quest list has less than 30 quests, you're not actually playing the game correctly. Um that is that that can be a way of doing things you can say like hey okay well they did this but they also found you know like i said that ledger book at the tavern okay well that tavern that ledger book brings them over here but really their goal was originally just to steal some things so yeah they find this item but that item is being sought after by some cult for whatever reason it was hidden a long time ago or you end up uh, seducing the the barmaid and it happens to be a long hidden empress or some Star Wars y trope. You know, you could j- just do whatever. Just have fun with it. It, mm-hmm. it 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 is it is your game. You are, for lack of a better term, you are God of this world. <laughs> exactly. And and one of my favorites that I've done and I've had done was always it's always hiring on a something. Maybe it's a caravan of, of merchants needing sell swords. Uh, maybe it's a group of uh, uh, royals needing to go to the next town and you can hire on as, as guards. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways you could do that, too. Hiring on as something is a good way to meet people. So if you answer a call to hire on, that's, that's always a good way to introduce your characters to each other. Exactly. Well, that's another episode wrapped up, guys. Uh, once again, we hope that you enjoyed, uh, the content. And if you did, we do other things, uh, like this and extra exclusive content in our Patreon, uh, slash this dungeon is occupied podcast. Uh, and, uh, we have a email. If you want to send us your intro to a campaign and, or one shot that we didn't hit on, uh, tell us a story about how you started it at this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com. And with that, remember to check your dungeons because this dungeon is occupied.